We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. Yeah, Chicago sports for sure. Afternoons on the score. Uh, now we'll get to uh, fields here, and this is really where the fun starts. So um, very fast, very athletic, kind of... Uh, you no, know, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson type of guy, uh, big like Jackson. Um, and so if we don't contain him on the pass rush, then he's got the speed and athleticism to get outside. Uh, he's not really you know, necessarily looking to run out of bounds. You know, here he is, cuts back, again, makes, breaks the tackle out there in the open field, still cuts back, uh, not looking to, not really looking to slide or, or go out of bounds um, unless, unless the journey's over. He's, he's looking to make yards. That's that's quintessential Ohio State type play right there. Yeah. That's what he did in college. Right. Yeah. And even here at the end, you know, putting his shoulder down, trying to trying to pick up a couple extra yards. Uh, it's a tough kid that's fast and, and strong and really can, you know, run for forty or fifty yards on on virtually any play. That is Bill Belichick on Justin Fields. I gotta be honest, every time we hear Bill Belichick talk about the Bears. He loves them so much, he should probably just coach the Bears. I mean, remember he, did, he gave him a full breakdown on the whole team. He's like, yeah, I know this guy and 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 this guy. Yeah. You don't want that. You don't want that. I don't. Yeah, but... you don't. You'd, you'd rather have an offensive-minded up-and-comer than the GOAT. Um, and I, on this one, I think I agree. Like, I, I'd rather have Tomlin... If he became available, I'd rather have Mike Vrabel than Matt Eberflus. Uh, feel certain about those two. Belichick, I wonder, I wonder how much is really is really left there in the old brain bank because he's made some crazy, weird decisions over the last couple of years. All right, you know, I had a chance here to spend some time uh, looking at the Bears. This is. Um a pretty impressive group and, and uh, really a young team that you can see getting better um, all the time. Yeah. Is, is that from before, before the Fields game, which was a big, big transition moment last year for Fields when Fields and Getze adjusted and showed up the Pats uh, in primetime. That was fun. Yeah, it was when they were not good. When they, when they, when they, were, when they were not young and exciting. And, and he and he called them young. And <laughs> so, uh, but hey, maybe he's always seen something. Not that it matters because they can't interview him because Matt Eberflus is the head coach of the Chicago Bears. But Ryan Clark, ESPN analyst, this is audio courtesy of TMZ. We know that if they draft Caleb, Fields is going to be somewhere else. I know some people are holding on to the fantasy of both of them still being on the Bears, saying, hey, if they can draft Jordan Love when Aaron Rodgers was there, uh, why can't the Bears draft Caleb when uh, when Justin's there? It's apples and bowling balls in terms of the comparison. But here's Ryan Clark trying to connect some dots on Justin Fields. Atlanta has been rumored with Bill Belichick, but if it's going to be Atlanta, they have to get a quarterback. And it seems that the Chicago Bears are going to keep the number one overall pick. What better place for Justin Fields? And what Bill Belichick does is when he sees people play well against him, he goes to acquire similar talent. 
Justin Fields played absolutely out of his mind against Bill Belichick last year. So I can see that being a match in Atlanta that will work not only for coach, but also player. This is not fun territory. <laughs> that is something we need to definitely explore. Like, And maybe it makes more sense to do it if and when he actually is traded. But how much fear there will be in Bears fans that Fields is going to make you regret this for the next decade. Mm-hmm. Well, it, you know, it, 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 there there could be, obviously, there, there could be some progress, and there should be some progress for Justin, depending on what the fit is and how much he's invested in. I feel like he gets one more chance to be the dude, right? And then he's going to have to win jobs in training camp, if it's that kind of football life. He gets one more anointed chance. Is like, this is what we're doing. Game on. That's kind of how it works. Yeah, no question. Um, but it would be very – it would test even me in terms of my confidence in Ryan Poles and Caleb Williams and the Bears' future if on April 15th the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, Bill Belichick – decided that the quarterback that he wants to coach to try to tie Tom Brady in career Super Bowls is Justin Fields. Justin Fields in the NFC, in a dome with B. John Robinson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and Bill Belichick. I'd be scared. I, I, I can fully admit that I would be scared of that coach, quarterback, city, playmaker combination in I, Atlanta. I, I Look, I'd be more scared for what Justin might do kind of on his own. Like, Bill has lost the plot, man. Bill is, has lost it. He didn't hire an offensive coordinator, thought it would just be him and like a college of coaches or something, and then he invested in some really weird offensive coordinators and the decisions they made and like you know, empowering Bailey Zappi at one point and then going right back to Mac Jones. I mean, that was that thing was a freaking fiasco. I mean, he had no good options. Now, he was in charge of personnel who gave himself no good options. Yeah. And, you, you know, but he there were no good options uh, in terms of offensive players and quarterbacks for him the last couple of years in New England. I guess when it comes to you know I've got, like, my college dudes, my, my good buddies, the, the Boston boys who are like, in the text thread and like sharing me all that, sharing all their thoughts, and I just kind of lurk and observe. Sometimes they're all done with Belichick. Oh, I've listen, every I, single I, one I, of them is like it's time to move on. They're they like the idea of Gerard Mayo, but they kind of wanted Vrabel. Some of them are where you are wanting an offensive mind or whatever, but like they are lockstep. Like yeah, time for Bill to go, which is hilarious. I, of it, course. it is. It is hilarious. I'm just I, listen. I agree. I said that I wouldn't fire Matt Eberflus to hire Bill Belichick. So, like, Bill Belichick knocked me on a circus survivor this year because he couldn't beat the Giants at home coming out of a bye. Like, I definitely think it's possible that the ride is over. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dismissing that, 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 that possibility. What I am saying is if he's in that hoodie on that sideline and he picks Justin Fields, it could be a little scary. It's gonna be a little scary. I don't. I, I don't. I don't have it. I, I don't have the Belichick fear. I've got the Justin respect, and I'll always want Justin to do well. But man, I'd, I I'd be excited. Like I'm. I have found my way to the excited place for the next thing. Oh yeah. Again, maybe they'll meet in the NFC Championship game. K- K- Caleb and Justin, be unbelievable. No, I'm. 
incredibly excited about it. That I just I agree with this is a unique situation for a number of reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Mostly because the number one pick is going to a team that is not terrible. Like, they won seven games, and they're not trading a bunch of assets for the number one pick. The number one asset was one of a bunch of assets that came in. Like, right there, that's why this is a historic and singular moment in NFL history. Add in, transcendent quarterback prospect is that number one pick. But for Bears fans specifically, we've never lived in a time where we have to have any ounce of fear. Even if you would have put it, you'd put it at one percent. Like it's it's on the board that Justin goes somewhere and wins the breakup. Yes, of course, of course it's possible. Yes, it's possible. Right? Like, yes. like, like I, I I don't think it's going to happen. I agree with you. I would certainly not bet on it. But it, there was no chance Mitch Trubisky was going to go on and go play somewhere else and be like, well. The Bears got that one wrong. Yeah, that, that's that's true. And Grossman, John, Cade McNown, like you know what I mean. The, the, there's not a long. There's there's no history of quarterbacks leaving the Bears and going hey, and being great elsewhere. If the next offensive coordinator that Justin Fields gets paired with, like goes ahead and gives him six man protections, um, a lot gives him chip help and max protect a lot. And really, really tries to work with him and build up his confidence and make sure that he is truly listened to at every turn. If all of that happens, then, yeah, there could be progress that 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 goes faster than we think. And it could be bad. It, it, and maybe it will be bad this next coming year. Like. It, like as the growth of a rookie quarterback and probably Caleb is taking place and Justin is a veteran with a lot of NFL knowledge, it might look better for a year or for most of a season. But I will still take the long term, the long term chances on, on what the Bears are going to do. I agree. Of course I will. Of course. Uh, what have you gotten to yourself of like, because Atlanta's the one that makes the most sense because of where he's from, his speed in a dome, the skill position guys around him. Like, oh, if I gave you Pittsburgh, New England, Atlanta, if I gave you those three. Yeah, the Raiders are also one of the rumors. The Raiders. There, right? Yeah, sure. Throw, throw, throw Vegas in. Mm-hmm. So if I gave you Vegas, Pittsburgh, New England, Atlanta. Yeah, let let's add Denver because I, I saw them as one of the one of the betting the betting teams, though they're a little bit of a longer shot. It's the Raiders and the Pats and the Falcons. I and Pittsburgh and Denver and Minnesota for some reason are are, are the three teams at plus twelve hundred um that I saw among the odds for, for teams to dra- to trade for fields. Oh, I mean Minnesota would be fascinating. You get a dome, you get arguably the best wide receiver duo in the NFL or I mean one of the three or four best mm-hmm. uh and you get a great offensive coach and play caller how that would surprise me Minnesota would surprise I think but, I mean, Minnesota will find a way to stick with cousins don't you think um I think that they'll they'll stick with more of a pure passer whether it's I mean whether it's cousins if they think that he can play early enough in the season off the injury or 
someone that's just a little bit more consistent as a passer, I would I would think that would be what Ke- what Kevin O'Connell would do. Vegas, that's not a that's not a stable situation. With 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 a defensive head coach, it looks like if they're going to stick with Antonio Pierce, the Steelers is really interesting. It feels so Pittsburghy because they just kind of did it with Mitch. Just kind of just kind of tried that. But yeah, but they brought Mitch in to be the backup. Yeah, after he was the backup in Buffalo, you know what I mean? Like Mitch was Mitch was not the the main event there. I like Tomlin so much, but it would depend on what the hell they're going to do at uh, at offensive coordinator in the wake of the Matt Canada stuff. Yeah, you know it's funny. I, I guess Denver of those teams is maybe well, not like I guess I'd say Atlanta, Minnesota, Denver would be the three of those teams that would be like where I think he would have the best chance for success. Atlanta because of the skill position guys around him. Minnesota because of the skill position guys and the coach. Mm. Denver because of the coach. Like Sean Payton's a good coach. Like if if Sean, if Sean Payton decided that he wanted to, to 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 hitch his wagon to Justin Fields, I mean we just had Chase Daniels say, you know that that Sean Payton is is, is the best what play caller that he'd ever seen. He said he's the best play caller he'd ever seen. Said he was better than Andy Reid in terms of like when the moment comes and he's getting in a lather in the middle of a game yeah. calling plays. So I, I think like I think if an offensive genius coach decided that Justin Fields was his guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would give me some pause. <laughs> you know, but, like, if it's like, well, he's going to Vegas. <laughs> you know, uh, Mark Davis really likes him because mm-hmm. you can't coach speed or something. Or if I'd it's like, the, okay, latest, the latest that's in, a, probably not gonna in, work. A, in a Mike Tomlin and Steelers, you know, uh, roulette spin of, like, well, let's give this a shot. Let's give this a shot to go along with – with our culture. Do you see though what Najee Harris had to say about the Steelers culture? Do you see what they had to say about like we got to work on rules in house. We need to get more yeah. disciplined in house. Yeah. For a for a Steeler to be saying that it was like, "Hmm. What what is what is that about? I don't know if that was about Tomlin or if that's about about Pickens. It's it's be saying that so other teammates hear it. Like, boy, that I, was interesting. I just know that like we've talked about that every fan base hates their offensive coordinator. I think when you watch someone as often and as closely as you do in your own local football market, I mean, Mike Tomlin does not have a majority approval rating among Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Yeah, it's crazy. Just think about that. Nobody likes anybody. Nobody likes anybody. <laughs> Nobody likes anybody. Packers J- fans. Jalen Hurts put up 35 in the Super Bowl yeah. last year, and we're like, is he good? <laughs> is he good? I don't know if he's good. Uh, like, Mike Tomlin uh, hasn't had a losing season ever. Impossible. Like, I'm not sure. Impossible standards. R- ridiculous. Im- imp- impossible. <laughs> impossible standards uh, for these guys. What are we? I mean, it's like it's just everybody wants to to change out everything. It gets frustrating, frankly. It gets really frustrating because like because the the personal relationships and like the chemistry and the vibe of a thing is supposed to matter but everybody's so quick to like pull the trigger on shaking it up i guess that's why i keep coming back to like uh, you know being more okay with the eberflus keep than everybody else it seems on this station you know or or anybody everybody else maybe in chicago media it's like they clearly 
have a good thing going that they're trying to stick with and see if they can get great, you know? And and people don't really seem to value that um, anymore. Well, do you think that he can be great? That, that Iberflus can be great? I think the team could be great. I think the team could be getting someplace where it's got a chance to be great. But, right, but no, but 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 that's but but again, like do, guys who have not been great coaches have won Super Bowls before. You know what I mean? Like, do do you it, can Matt can Matt Eberflus be great? I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, 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 it'd be it'd be folly to pretend I actually I actually know. Yeah, but but I mean, is it all just personal bias and like polls going? I like this dude. I like walking to the practice field with this dude. I think that's too simplistic. I'm listen. I'm not sure, and I, I do think that Ryan Poles deserves the benefit of the doubt. And so, if Poles has chosen Eberflus, I think that 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 in and of itself is the strongest argument for Eberflus. Is that Poles seems to be pretty good at this, and he likes this guy. Mm-hmm. Like. It's like, okay, you know more about this than I do. You certainly know more about him than I do, because which is what I've talked about all year. It's like, well, we get exposed to him through what we see on Sunday and the press conferences. He gets exposed to him in countless other scenarios yes. and ways. and, and all. So we, we are always operating with less information than these people. Yeah, for sure. Always. And and I, I believe that being a good leader really matters. Like we talked about a little bit yesterday, that being a good leader of men and, uh, you know, being a football guy, that that stuff, as much as it is derided, it, like in that particular sport, in that particular locker room, that it means a great deal. Uh, I don't disagree with you, but like, Jim Harbaugh's a football guy and a good leader, sure. and they didn't fire Matt Eberflus to try to hire him. Mike Vrabel is a football guy and a good leader. They didn't fire Matt Eberflus to try to hire him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and to your point about uh, Mike Tomlin, I mean, Theo Epstein would say that Mike Tomlin should be gone, right? Because he's been there more than 10 years. He, he'd say eventually it, it, the, the message wears thin from a leader. If you're if you're there for for more than a decade, mm-hmm. that you that you need to change it up a little bit out of necessity, so that the message the message stays fresh and and, ma- and maybe that's happening there. Maybe that's happening there. As you say, like his approval rating is not is is not super high there, and you've got a running back saying that they need to work on in house discipline. That's that's a little bit alarming. Yeah, but I'm, so yeah, I just so you you think that's interesting that you think you're. Among Chicago media, I mean, who, who else is, is anybody I don't know. like like? Eh, I think they got a good thing going with Eberflus, and I think this makes all the sense in the world. And maybe there are some that are that are saying it. And the no, the and so the case is that you think he's a good leader and continuity, right? I just I like what what other what other things in the in the pro con list for Eberflus do you do you know that that the defense especially has played better than the sum of their parts because they communicate and they they get along well and they elevate each other's play, which they have said and I think we have seen from level to level and side to side and person to person. Like you can feel when a team is putting it together and there have been lots of things in the back half of this year that have felt like this is a team that is putting it together. All right. Yeah, I mean, the defense thing is – and I think I'm more on the other side of the defense. I've like, 
they're good, they're young, they're under contract, but I don't know that they're great yet because I haven't seen them be disruptive against a good offense other than one time against Detroit. And then whenever they played good offenses, they got lit up. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I think that the defense is promising, but not at all a guaranteed difference maker. Like, Burnsy keeps saying they'll be a top-five defense next year no matter who's coaching them. Yeah. I'd bet against them being a top-five defense next year right now. You know, I, I don't. I don't think that that is an inevitability at all. Uh, it's it's really hard. There's only there's only five right that that, that, that get to be in the well, top five. Well, they need to be at least like a top seven or top ten defense because you're keeping the defensive coach and believing in 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 in, yeah. in in what you're seeing. And that's and that's what I'm saying is that is that I do believe in in what I'm seeing. So if it's not going to be a top five defense, it'll be a top ten defense. I disagree with him that it would be that way no matter who was who was was coaching it. I disagree with that. Yeah, I, it'll be and. We still don't know if there's going to be a defensive coordinator uh, that comes to to the Chicago Bears next year. We got Joe Cowley coming up uh, at 4 o'clock, a marking of time. Oh, you know what? Speaking of uh, Mike Tomlin, we have some fun audio that we can get to here around some of the other stories in the NFL. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. And then I met Buck. Hello, Chicago! Afternoons on the score. You know, that was a horrible day at the office. Um, we didn't do much right, to be quite honest with you. And so we got to own that, obviously, starting first and foremost with me. Just JV football in a lot of ways. Man, we just weren't good enough. We need to look no further than the mirror. We didn't, we didn't do it today. I will say Mike Tomlin might be the best I've ever heard behind a microphone. As we do not coach. care. So good. He's so good. Yeah, phenomenal. Like, uh, we've played a couple times, like, when he goes through the opposition and just kind of talks you through the team once he has scouted them and got ready. So maybe that's on a Wednesday, turn the page day in Pittsburgh. He's awesome doing that. Yeah. And uh, the standard is the standard. And for for those of us, again, like, same thing. Like, Eberflus not great at it, judged very harshly. Tomlin great at it judged very fondly it 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 does matter in terms of public perception might not matter at all in terms of winning games but it matters in terms of how the public uh thinks of them our guy mike francesa he's seen a lot of coaches speaks yeah uh, he likes to tell people that he's you know friends with bill parcells and that he's counseled teams on who they should hire and who, who they should draft and and he thinks about the life cycle of coaches, you know, what you do and how long you work and, and what you do when you're done working and in between jobs, all that. He's got a lot of thoughts. Including some advice for uh, some thoughts on Mike Tomlin specifically. Uh, you know if Tomlin wants to be back, that he will be back in Pittsburgh. The question is, does he want to finally, which many coaches do, take a year off and just kind of, decompose a little bit <laughs> man i don't know if you can decompose a little bit and then come back to work at that's that point. why he's so good that's what he's so good at but it's your if you decompose a little bit you know all of a sudden like your flesh is kind of runny right it's like it's not solid your bones and your tendons and stuff are not you can't stand on the sidelines anymore you've just decomposed for a year decompose a little bit and he's going to be dead <laughs> well you'd think most of the time being dead is what leads to someone decomposing usually usually what? that's what happens we talk all the time about this 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 
worship culture in sports that make these coaches out to be larger than life, godlike figures. <laughs> Maybe Mike Tomlin could be dead for a year. Could be dead for a year and then come back. Would Decompose you, a little bit. I mean, would you hire him over Eberflus? <laughs> a dead Mike. Dead Mike if Tomlin. Mike, One if, year dead. If Mike Tomlin proved that he could come back from All the right. dead if you put this in, in one of your famous twitter polls you invented the twitter poll right do i have that correct I, so, I so if you could put that out there and like would you want matt eberflus or a decomposed decomposed mike tomlin um meaning what <laughs> oh well you know exactly what we mean flus i don't know what's up yours well maybe when he was decomposing yeah he was learning a little bit about about offense He's spending his time <laughs> thinking about the offensive side of the ball, uh, and he would come back. You know, impressive. You talk about the leadership. Yeah. You got to be a good leader of man. <laughs> this guy rises from the dead. I would follow. Leader of men is, uh, is what I was. Leader of man. <laughs> and we can all do that. And just, we just lead the quarterback. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I guess. I, look, a decomposed Mike Tomlin is still better than than uh, John Fox decompose <laughs> a little bit as a Bears coach yeah. I think absolutely you know what did John Fox really do nothing I think he was dead while he was here he the Packers he... once oh man he did do that he did do that didn't he, he? Did, he did do that <laughs> he did win a challenge to give the other team the ball though that also happened oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's an all-timer that really is <laughs> that, yeah. that's one of the great things I am um, hey by the way uh speaking of decomposing it's all a problem. Yeah. Speaking of decomposing, did you guys follow that story? It, it was a couple months ago, but it's now this decomposing thing has me thinking about it. That that couple in Colorado who sold green burials, like this whole process of how you 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 a green funeral home and like they will help your love your loved ones have a green funeral. With, like it's kinder to them than the chemicals. Hey man, no one's heard of this. Okay. <laughs> well, look. Where they eventually got busted because they found 200 corpses in various states of decomposition at the buildings. They kept moving the corpses from building to building. So they can come back next year. (laughs) So some were decomposed a little bit. Decompose a little bit. It's it's the plan for Mike Tomlin. That's what I'm saying. We got to send him out there. This is where you send him. It's to this green funeral home in Penrose, Colorado. I read every story I could find on that thing. I was like, are you kidding me? You went down the Penrose path, huh? <laughs> did. How much trouble are they in? Like, they're in Danny, they're in a lot of trouble. I would think that they're in a lot of They're trouble. in a lot of trouble. Well, re- what, what, what law? I mean, so, so fraud. Yes. Like, what, 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 what laws have we broken here? Uh, yeah, there's a, a big <laughs> pile of laws. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a real thing. The green burials are yes, a real thing. That's the thing. And so these, They're just not these doing just it right. Not they're not up burials. to code on the green burials. They weren't up to code and then guess what they started to run out of money that that was their problem they ran out of money and then they ran out of places to do several felonies including the abuse of a corpse theft Oof. money laundering and forgery and yeah money laundering yeah yeah hey danny guess how they discovered the decomposing bodies guess how they discovered Mike Francesa told on them. Nope, they investigated a foul odor coming from the funeral home's facility in Penrose, Colorado. And someone was like, that doesn't smell like a green burial? <laughs> this does not smell good. This funeral home next to us does not smell good. So 
so Shane, you said that th- there is such a thing as a legit green burial. I- I'm naive to this. What 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 makes a burial green? Uh, it's it's a uh, less environmental harm. Yes, is like what the aim is. Burial? Yes, and and less harm to the body. Well, it- well no, itself. because th- gluten does nothing to harm the environment. We're not it- gluten free and celiacs got nothing to do with this. Okay, got nothing to do with it. Okay, no, 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 no. no. I know you're trying to draw a comparison, but I would say it's the Tesla. It's the electric car. Of, of burials. Of burials. Yeah. Wow. I, you know, it's a newer it type is. of uh, situation. It, it is. It, it really is. There are some people who want this to be like wrapped in a canvas bag and buried in the ground as so they could directly decompose for a little bit, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. and then return. Decompose a little bit. To being the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers before long. It's like a cryo burial. It's like Walt Disney's head is being frozen so they could bring it back later. It's the same thing. I don't We're just seeing know. if this one works. I, I don't think it's the I same thing. I don't think it's that. the same, the same thing. thing. No. Just green. I, I don't think it is. What, a green freezer? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. This is just better for the environment. Like, yeah. It's like gluten-free burying. Oh, Thank God. You. Yeah. It's it's just that it's not. that story that story man after like after weeks of worries said the, uh, the the district court of El Paso County Colorado these families were disgusted to find out that their family members were discarded in an empty building to decompose a little bit the ashes they had were fake and they now had to start grieving all over again just oh awful. my god that's terrible it's the worst I know. Can you imagine being that couple being like, hey, yeah, no, give us your body. Don't worry about these other 150 behind the curtain in various states of decomposition. When is cremation just going to be the mandate? Because I, I feel like we are running out of space for the deceased. Well, that's why some of these burial plots cost so much money. Because you got you to buy like premium real estate and then right. hold them for as long as you live. Yeah. So they, they, they cost like, you know, depending on, you know, the... Location, location, location. <laughs> you, 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 you want a view close to your family in a quiet uh, space with a little shade? Yeah. That's five figures, baby. Dude, set me on fire, hopefully, like, within the next week or so, <laughs> and then sprinkle me at my home, yeah. the, the home of the Chicago Cubs, Wrig- Wrigley Field. Do you, want, <laughs> do you want to wait till you die or not? Have you thought about that? I mean, if I run into a flame next week, I'm not going to well, steer away. When is your birthday? <laughs> when is your birthday? Because that's when we really like to do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, While March, you're celebrating your birthday. March 26th. Okay. Yeah. So we can hold off and do that. because That's Shane's over under. Yeah, March 26th. When he gets a green burial. And also, that's the traditional way that this radio station yes. likes to celebrate. Good evening. I'm Ken Bastida. Dana is off tonight. He was murdered and then set on fire while celebrating his birthday. <laughs> poor Dana, oh, man. Poor Dana. Poor Dana. Go. I mean, what did he do to deserve that? Decompose a little bit. <laughs> But he's just—he's just off tonight, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a, the littlest bit of decomposing. One he's, night. He's just off tonight because he, he was murdered and set set on fire on his birthday. But he'll be back tomorrow. He'll be back. You guys are going to be cremated, right? Man, it's a t- it's a topic of conversation. How do the in my Jewish house. do it? The Jewish do not do it that way. We do a pine box, and you're you're supposed to be um, buried within like three days, and then you're supposed to be in that spot in the family plot, like Danny's talking about. Decompose a little bit, yeah, where your loved ones can come visit you, where they can travel across the world, no matter where they live, no matter where their life takes them. Come visit me, out of the guilt that I instilled upon you as your parent to begin with, you know. Doesn't seem right necessarily. Yeah. 
that seemed like therapy <laughs> right there. It seemed like that topic has been discussed a time or ten. And <laughs> as a Christian, as a Catholic, I'm going to hell because I have tattoos. You guys can't be buried with your families if you're not circumcised, right? Um, uh, I think the serious I don't Jews don't like tattoos either. Yeah. Okay. Not a fan of the tattoos. Casual Jews don't really have too much of anything. <laughs> not anything. It's true. Yeah. Dude, what are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. I used to shop there at, ca- <laughs> <laughs> at Casual Jews. They had good sweatsuits. Yeah. Absolutely. Really good running suits. Loafers. Those sideburns don't have to be as long. A lot of house shoes. A lot of house shoes. That's right. Oh, man. Uh, But anyway. Yeah, anyway. So do it, Mr. Twitter poll. Come on. Decomposing Mike Tomlin versus Matt Eberflus. Get it done. We'll leave this one on the radio. That's probably Uh, We'll talk to Joe Cowley in 20 minutes. Uh, We're going to talk about some time (laughs) next on The Score. Parkins and Spiegel show flashback. 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 Day one. Spiegel and Parkins is in the book. And now, Danny, you get to go. You get to just leave. It's 1 o'clock, 104. You've done a good job. That's what I was told. Yep. That this segment isn't for me. No. Although, hey. All done. Really? Oh, oh, no, hey, guys. Is this still on? Is the radio station still working? What, what is this foolishness? No, yeah, no. no. It's transition, Danny. Welcome to it. I'm thrilled. Uh, Jay, first of all, this seat's great. Thank, thank you for leaving it no for doubt, me. No doubt. And, uh, Got yourself a good partner, man. No, he, he's been great, very welcoming. This was our second time ever talking. Yesterday uh, was for the our most first. Part. Yesterday, nice. yesterday was the first. He had a couple of scotches. It was great. A little blind date action. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was romantic. I liked him a lot better by the second scotch. Oh, of course, yeah. And people are like, do you feel like it's your first day of school? I'm like, yeah, except I care about this more. Have right, you been okay. introduced to score texters? Oh. AKA the lowest form of human communication. <laughs> yeah, Did been... you get to go back to Kansas City? Happy, wow. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. And to you. My God, I did not know that existed. Figured they burned it or erased it from the FCC. <laughs> it's the first transition. Seven years ago today. Count the factual inaccuracies in that tape. Oh, yeah, Matt Spiegel's been very welcoming. Nope. <laughs> uh, you were fine. Uh, I was mostly welcoming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's true. Um, <laughs> we all could have been better. I know. We uh, all look back on it. Yeah, that was a weird time. Man. So t- January 17th is a weird day in my life because it's the day I got uh, the day I started my dream job but that is not even close to the biggest thing that happened in my life on January 17th day I became a dad when Owen was born uh you know uh, so early at 31 weeks and spent 27 days began a 27 day stay in the NICU. Happy birthday, Mike. Happy yeah, birthday thank- to Owen today, driving around like a, oh, no. a big yes. cheese in the neighborhood. Yeah, seriously, man. He he loves it. And uh Tanny, you were right. I saw that first photo and he's in that car. Didn't it's- look like he was outside. Looked like nope. he was in the house. <laughs> inside, no joke. This is a hundred percent true. Hand to God. In the last commercial break, Steph came into the office and said, have you seen the floors? Oh, my God. I'm like, no. She's like, yeah, they're getting scuffed up pretty good. You should I'm take like, the chains off the tires. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He only needs those when he's outside. But, Shane, it's snowing outside. What if he does accidentally go outside? 
You want the kid to slide all over the hood? It's just, it's, uh, so yeah, I mean, happy birthday to him. Uh, It's crazy that we're still working together and now in afternoons and it's been seven years and uh, the go back to Kansas City texts are rare. They're they're fewer and further. I've stopped sending them. Uh, Which is is appreciated. uh, Appreciated. It really, it really truly is. Speaks, you only did that when you guys first started working together for like the first three weeks of the show, right? right? I I just had like an automated text robot that was doing it for me, but I've since. You had your friends doing it. You were buying burner phones. You were just, you were just flooding my life. Not true. Anyway, seven years today, dude. It's crazy. Well, and then I was like, I was trying to send out, you know, like a sentimental post about it. Uh, because it is sentimental to me. It means a lot to me, like obvi- I, the the birth of my son and the work anniversary. And I was like, holy crap, a lot has happened. Like, I don't know that a- in seven years, uh-huh. got married, moved, started my dream job, had two kids, became a dad. My dad died. My brother died. Worked with you. Worked with Mac, the first ever, my first ever favorite radio host. The thought, a thing that like never in my wildest dreams would have thought was even possible, just given where we were in our careers and everything like that. Back at working with you again, did the radiothon, scheduled to do another radiothon in partnership with the Cubs for brain cancer research, partly in honor of my brother, and get to work with you guys every day on the home of the Cubs and Bulls, my two favorite teams growing up. That's crazy. That's a crazy seven-year run, man. Yeah, I don't know that you're going to ever have – in fact, I'm pretty sure you will not ever have a seven-year run of activity with the comings and, sadly, the goings. Yeah. I mean, there's – that's that's. I think it strikes me as unreplicatable, you know? Well, because, like, I was thinking about, like, when people would say that they had, like, their biggest growth or, like, you know, like, high school to college, that's when you – find out who you are or you find out who you are in your 20s a lot a lot of people say that or maybe you don't find out until you're you're in your 30s so that that's my life from 30 to 37 is a wedding a move the two most important male figures in my life passing having two sons getting and keeping a dream job that is a like it's just it it feel, it's like those before and after pictures that you see of presidents yeah where they age they age quite a bit <laughs> Well, I've been meaning to tell you. Um, Dude, so many people tell me I look tired. It sucks all the time. I think that's just because you're high. Do I have that right? It's a combination of a lot of things. Okay. It's, 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 it's the weed and the fatigue and the stress and all of it. Yeah. Well, yeah, life, life will happen and, uh, and, and age you uh, in, in, in that way. But it's, 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 the, it's the good stuff and the bad stuff all mixed together, you know? So it's interesting. I saw where you wrote that it felt like it went by fast, but it also felt like an eternity. That's a bit of a mind bleep, isn't it, about this uh, well, because the, this, the trip, t- this trip on this mortal coil is a very odd one. Very odd one, man. Because like, a lot of like, – the cliche about parenting, they say, is that the, the days are long, but the years are short. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that that's a good, that's a good cliche. I like that it, one. It's a great one. That, like, so Owen turns four today. But it doesn't feel like time is flying. And I think that's not because of him or any of the difficulties in, like, being a parent of a toddler. Like, those, that's the chaos that we signed up for. But it's all of the other things that have happened in that period of time. 
You know, like, like you're not supposed to experience like the losses that I've experienced at as young of an age as I've experienced them, much less multiple of them within a six month period of time. Yeah. L- like what happened. So like nothing about the last four years in particular, like feels like it's gone by that fast other than you wake up and you have a four year old and he's like talking back and he has opinions uh-huh. and he is requesting what he wants to have for dinner and you know what i mean like it's, yeah. it's he's a human being it's it's just it's crazy couple things real quick one is that the math of it simply does make sense that things seem to be going faster when you get older because you have lived more it's a smaller, it's percentage a smaller percentage of your time of your yes. total time here on the planet. That's yes. one. The other is just sort of an inherent kind of evolutionary thought I've always had, which is that our brains were not really designed to deal with everything that life can throw at you, especially in modern mechanized society. Like we've become way too dominant over the need for like food and shelter for the most part that we end up just circling and cycling over the same BS over and over. Cause we're, are, we're looking for things to solve and fix and we kind of don't have some of those things to solve and fix. You mean like primitive man yes. just needed yes. heat, shelter, right? primitive sexual urges, and then like there was nothing else. Right. And now once you get those things, you've checked those boxes, there's a thousand other things you can fill your mind your, with. Yeah, your consciousness is like, what am I supposed to do Yeah, right now? Like I think there's a real disconnect in what we're designed to be doing and what we end up actually doing with our days. Right. Tanny, how much of that first Spiegel and Parkin show did you listen, and was None. it as bad as I remember? <laughs> None. Okay, good. So I was like, I was kind of irritated, like that I didn't, like not that I would have had it because I have every afternoon show since I've been full times in afternoons like archived. So I didn't have your guys's first show because you guys were midday. So I all I had was the crosstalk from that day. So that's all I had to work with. But I did listen to a few minutes of the of the crosstalk segment, and uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a crazy time, man. <laughs> yeah. To say the for, least. for all of us, you know. Yeah, yeah no, of yes. course. There were ramifications in, in a lot of directions. Yeah. R.I.P. Uh, to the update anchors you killed along the way. Yeah, Joe, oh. Joe Bartosh, uh, <laughs> upset with you still in the hallways. Pushed Chris Ranji to St. Louis. <laughs> well, cer- certain things I'm glad for, you know. But yeah. Some yeah. folks didn't deserve that. <laughs> um, several texts on the topic. Um, love you, Danny and Matt. Thanks for bringing us along for the epic and meaningful ride with two red hearts. That's lovely. Here's one. Danny, don't forget you also had a vasectomy uh, mixed in there. Um, here's one. Go back to Kansas City, you tool. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know who sent that one. I, I, t- I was a little bit too loud of a laugh, Ray. <laughs> a little bit too loud. It was a little bit too loud. Uh, um. Here's uh, another. Danny, can we trade you for Pat Mahomes straight up? Is that, I get it. Is that something we can do? I, I get it. I appreciate you valuing <laughs> yeah. me as much as the greatest quarterback of all time. And this one, so seven, seven years together, essentially, considering how little you're both there together, it's more like a five-year anniversary. Well, you know, screw you, sir <laughs> yeah, or ma'am. Uh, but that is largely Speeds true. will be going to the island soon. Okay? I will. In it, fact, Tuesday. Tuesday. Not that I'm counting down the days. Yeah. I will go scout the next great Dominican shortstop <laughs> on Tuesday. We will talk to man that we used to call the Dominican dandy. <laughs> That's me. We will welcome Joe Cowley into this love fest next on the score. Baseball is back. 
and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.